0: You're listening to the Redfield Arts Audio Podcast. Martine Beswick has worked in films with A-list directors and with new independent filmmakers. She has appeared in Spaghetti Westerns, in horror films, and in two of the most popular James Bond films. Her first Bond film was From Russia With Love... And her second, at the height of Bond mania, was Thunderball. Hi, this is Mark Redfield. Welcome to the podcast. We're glad that you're here, and we hope that you're subscribing and enjoying the shows that we're doing. I've been friends with Martine Beswick for a number of years now, and um, it was only relatively recently that, with the help of mutual friend Caroline Monroe, that we were able to twist Martine's arm to quit retirement and come back and do some voice acting, some audio acting with us. And um, we did a piece a few years ago called uh, Sinbad and the Pirate Princess, and Martine played the baddie. It really didn't take too much arm twisting. Once born an actor, always an actor. This conversation with Martine took place over the telephone uh, earlier this year, Martine poured herself a nice tall glass of wine, and I did the same, and off we went. Hello, Uh, Martine.
1: Hello, my love. (laughs)
2: Hello, darling. How is my favorite Jamaican island girl?
1: Oh, she's so happy to be talking to her man.
2: Let's, and we're going to continue. We'll, let's keep talking in the third person. That's okay. I, uh, and I'm happy to be your man, even though I'm not your husband. Uh, this is going to confuse listeners right and left, but we'll explain all of that later.
1: I know, I know. And it's, it, it's, it's all over the place, too. I mean, not only do I have, I have earlier husbands.
2: You do. Ports, <laughs> ports in every storm.
1: Oh, dear. Yes, anyway, darling.
2: Ports creating right. storms. But you've been well. You've been good.
1: Very well, yes. Really well. Really well. Yes. Um, Luckily, really well. Actually, I have to tell you, I mean, one of the funniest things is that because I've gotten to this age and I have a very dear friend who is the same age as me, every time we meet, we kind of go, okay, okay. Should we just get all the stuff that's, you know, like the things that are falling off and all of that out of the way? <laughs> yes. So we sit there and we kind of go, oh, my God, and I have to go to the, and, oh, and that happened. Oh, and so now we list it as the medical years.
2: Yes, yes.
1: <laughs> and, it's, and, and actually, we can have a good laugh at it. You know, you might as well. It's the same thing, you know. Listen, this is what's happening might as well have a damn good laugh at it. This is life.
2: It is. We. Um, what's the alternative? Mm. Let's just enjoy exactly. getting
1: older. Alternative, why? Am I going to be depressed and horrid? No. Why? Let's,
2: let's let the river of life take us where... I like that. The river, <laughs> the
1: river of life. Fabulous.
2: The river of life brought us together... Yes, indeed. Way back when I my my first distinct memory of you, which is uh, uh, an ongoing thing, I anticipate whenever we dine together, whenever we grab a meal together, is uh-huh. we were in a, we did a little show in Manchester, England, and uh, it was you and I and Caroline Monroe, and we had dinner together, and uh-huh. I distinctly remember that this gray piece of meat came out <laughs> on a plate, and I don't remember... I remember the restaurant being empty. I don't know whether we were, like, catching the restaurant just at the end of the day or something, and after a long convention day at the Festival of Fantastic Films in Manchester. Right, right, and right. And without hesitation, you you, you had the... Uh, you had that plate taken back to the kitchen. And uh, you don't... you don't suffer bad food easily i've and oh, i love oh, that no. about you <laughs> i love i absolutely i think you've helped me uh, be bold enough to when i when i can eat well and don't just accept um, a burnt piece of gray meat <laughs> Well, first
1: of all, it was, I mean, that's just, that actually I had another one. Rotten meat,
2: basically, it was. Yeah, yeah, that's It was true. rotten
1: meat. And I had another one in America, too. Oh, no. I mean, and I will not have that. I mean, first of all, first of all, bad news for the restaurant, if I tell everybody.
2: Sure, absolutely.
1: <laughs> you know, so, and also, they were they were pretty, they, they were pretty fast to kind of take care of this yeah i've had it, i've had it ca- happen a couple of times actually and of course you're quite right i first of all if i'm i love my food but i love great food and mm. if it isn't great especially if i'm out in a restaurant and i'm paying for it no, 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 yeah. you don't give me rubbish because I don't eat rubbish at home, I don't expect to eat rubbish in a restaurant, you know, so.
2: Well, I fell so. in love with you then. It was a marvelous <laughs> meal and uh, we palled around that weekend and um, you're one of those lucky actors that you're, you're part of, um, and, and, I, and I mentioned this right off the bat because of thinking of Caroline, who was mm-hmm. and I, Caroline and I figured out that we've known each other, she and I have known each other for about 20 years. But you mm. you share this thing where um, you're lucky, I think, to have been involved with filmmakers and studios and genres that have kept a, a very vibrant uh, fandom uh, following alive. Uh, mm-hmm. you, you were in a couple of Bond films. You were uh, you're an alumnus of Hammer horror films. You worked uh, on a Ray Harryhausen film, and so you know a lot of actors they're they're lucky to get a little bit of film work here and there and and, and their career trundles along but um and here this year uh we've got uh, the last of Daniel Craig's bonds coming uh-huh. but um I think another thing we we share in common other than the hatred of bad food and poisonous food <laughs> is we both started uh, we both w- if I remember you telling me, or a story I heard, you, you, you knew you wanted to be an actor from the very beginning.
1: Yes, from when I was about four years old, and I had no idea why. I, <laughs> I had no idea what it was. I just said it.
2: it because uh, as the story goes, you, didn't, you hadn't seen film, you didn't have television. I uh, didn't see
1: a television until I was 12 years old, and I came, well, almost 13, and I came, when I came to London. That, that I never saw, had no idea didn't even know what television was.
2: <laughs> and but and you're born in Jamaica, but you just knew that you wanted to be an see, my life I I've, I don't remember when I didn't wanna be or have the compos or thought I was an actor. It seems to have happened exactly. to me in childhood too.
1: Yes, exactly. and it I mean and it comes I mean, I really think that it was a destiny. Because what is interesting, there's always that little little story I tell. Where you know I decided what do you want to be when you grow up, little girl? And I said I want to be an actress. <laughs> I don't ask me why. You know I could have said movie star. I could have said I don't know what I could have said. But for some reason, you know maybe I saw or maybe I saw a magazine. Maybe I have no idea what it was. But what was weird was that every time they brought out the um, the camera which was the little, you know, Kodak box camera, yeah. every time they brought it out, I ran screaming from the camera.
2: Funny. Yeah,
1: I was really I mean, it was every time they brought it away ah! and ran away crying. So it was almost like I, I, how I put it. I put it to sort of maybe I there was I knew that I was going to do this, but I it was too frightening. It was too far, somewhere, somewhere. But it was the most bizarre thing. Well, it didn't last, you know, by the time I got to about eight, I think, I started posing. Right. You know, now I started. And then by the time I got to like 12, no, actually, it wasn't until I was about 15 or 16 that I was really posing. (laughs) (laughs) but it was, it was, there was such an interesting moment, actually, you know?
2: So there was no, when you were a child, there was no play, there was no school play. No. It just, uh, so maybe it was a magazine. Maybe it was a film star in a magazine. When did you start? I think
1: it must
2: have been. Yeah? I
1: think it must have been. uh, There was, oh, no, wait a minute. There was, but this was, there was when I was about, Seven or eight, when I was in primary school or lower school or whatever they call it, mm-hmm. um, we had they put on, you know, the nativity, the nativity thing, and it was done outside, and you know, and I was Mary. Ah. I was the Virgin Mary, and my and mm-hmm. I had Joseph, and Joseph was a young uh, was a, a a little English boy, and every time Joseph. <laughs> Every time Joseph came around to me and was you know and had to kind of sit next to me, I would faint <laughs> I I, get- because I had the, I had the hearts for him right? oh. so it was hilarious so they had to literally mo- get him out of there and they they weren't going to change me. they changed him and they put a girl next to me to be my Joseph. And then I was fine, but isn't that interesting? I mean, really? I, I mean, it was like, oh my God! She started the boy madness has started.
2: Well, I, you know, as I've gotten to know you, and I continue to get to know you, and our friendship deepens, I see that very clearly. I see I, that's very you. That's very Martine. Um, yeah, you because know, a lot of boys, a lot of boys say they got into theater. Uh, you know, they go into theater school, they got into theater in college because of the girls. Um, mm-hmm. You know, so it, uh... when did you start modeling?
1: Um, Not till, I, actually I started uh, probably about 17 or 18, when I went back to Jamaica. Mm. I started modeling. Um, yeah, it was when I, because I'd been in England for like five years and then I went back to my, I was not happy about it because now I'd become, you know, uh, now I'd become sort of so cool in England, so in London, and I had all these like cool, mad friends. And I was even, you know, having a little drink, you know, my my drink, my first drink was Martin, the, the, the Dubonnet, which was a martini. Ah,
0: yes. <laughs>
1: They call it a martini, a sweet martini. Yeah. And so I was kind of, you know i did not want to go back but i was too young so i went back and i was like 16 i think they was 16 17. and when i got back then everybody all my girlfriends were we all did modeling we all did sort of like you know um in nightclubs and we would get and there would there would be a a, a designer that would say oh would you and so it became sort of like a thing where all the the top girls
0: the yeah, hot,
1: the hot, yeah. the hot chicks
0: mm-hmm.
1: were the models and people came to see the shows but they also came to see us so that's where it all began it began in jamaica
2: that's wonderful yeah. so what but why did you move what was the moving about well because my like, mom when, when, my, for, yeah.
1: when my mom decided that she wanted to take her princesses to the mother country ah which was incredibly brave of her because she was on her own, mm-hmm. and she'd never been, you know, to England. And she took two pretty, you know, I, particularly me. I was sort of like coming into rambunctiousness,
0: mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> and she took both of us. And I mean, I always, I always said to you, you know, I always said to her, I said, "My God, you were so bloody brave." I mean, I can't believe that. I mean, literally. Knowing no one.
0: That's a big move. That's
2: big. That's big.
1: You know, it was really, really big. But she really wanted us to have the experience and to also, she thought that schooling was going to be incredible in england well it turned out actually that the school where i was in in jamaica was way ahead of anything that i went to in england uh-huh. unless i went to a private school i would not have had what i had in jamaica yeah so you know i was in, a, and i was kind of like at this then i started thinking oh, school is not for me oh, all Right. yeah <laughs>
0: right. yeah
1: you know. So that was that on the school, um, and I ended up going to, ended up going to Pittman's College, which was a, um, you know, to learn shorthand and typing, so that I would have this as a backup
0: mm-hmm.
1: in my life, and um, and so I I did. I did. I went there. And, but my mom, actually, because she said if she was going to be there for five years, so five years passed, and then she decided she had to take us back to Jamaica, at which point I was sort of out of control, so she was very happy to take us back to the bosom of the family mm. to put me back in control, you know, which didn't, it? didn't happen.
2: <laughs> <laughs> of course not. Of course not. <laughs> and did you ever fall back? Did you ever become a typist? I did. Oh, but when not too long. Back, but not when too I came long. back, when I came back, no,
1: when I came back, I did. I started, in fact, before I left, I went to my first job um, as a shorthand typist. My shorthand was absolutely atrocious, but my <laughs> typing was pretty good. And I started, I, I started at 16, actually.
2: Yeah.
1: And I, and I, and I became a, a secretary at 16. And mm. I was quite pleased with myself. And then when I went back to Jamaica, um, I, I worked as an actor, I, I worked as a, as a secretary to various, you know, in various companies, um, and ended up in a um, in British West Indian it, B, BWI BWI BOAC, right, um, yeah. an airline company, and I was there until but basically, I mean, even doing that, there was always a modeling. In between right, modeling, yeah. in between modeling, a weekend. So that's that's how it went. That's
2: how it went. Let's talk about James Bond. Tell me about. Uh-huh. Tell me about Terence Young.
1: Well, interestingly enough, I mean, I had no idea. I mean, here I was from Jamaica. I had no idea about. <clears throat> excuse me about. Uh, James Bond, Ian Fleming. Not a clue. Mm-hmm. Not a clue. But I'd done some, you know, some little films that were taken. There were certain people that came out and sort of like they put an ad in the paper for, you know, a new, and like they're looking for a star. So I'd done these little films and there was one particular one that this guy took around um, after he'd done it. He was the sweetest man. I mean, thank God he wasn't one of those that kind of tried to, you know, leap on me or do some terrible damage to a 16 or 17 year old Mm -hmm. actually I don't think that we would have had a chance (laughs) Uh, but however he was just a lovely lovely guy and he did this little film of me sort of like leaping about on the beach and in a bikini and you know he really wanted to show me off and really wanted to 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 try and get me a um, be an actress and you know anyway he took the film around and showed it and happened to go to mca in london with this film Mm. and they wrote me in jamaica and said if you're ever in london please come and look us up now first of all i had no idea what an agent was
2: sure yeah
1: i had no idea what any of this was however this was it looked like this is what I needed to do. So when I got there, I literally called them immediately and went in to see them. And it was a, a very, it was hilarious. I mean, I was totally green. When I arrived, I'm like 19 years old. <clears throat> Excuse me. And I'm like, I have no idea what this is all about. And they're like 12 guys. There could have been even more sitting around a huge table, all suits. hmm. And me, little Miss Greeny, comes in, and they start going, <laughs> raw, 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 raw. and they're all talking, and there's all sort of like, Are you? You and I'm sort of sitting there with my eyes sort of hanging out of my head. And they finally turn and say, well, they're in bond. and they're in Bond. And they decide to send me up for uh, Dr. No. Aha. Uh-huh and i had not as i said i had not a clue so anyway i go in and i meet I, I go in and i meet terrence young terrence young takes one look at me and says you know you don't have enough you're, you're too young and you don't have enough um, uh, experience go and get some experience because i have an idea for you i mean ah. literally and, literally and, that
2: is how it and for the casual listener terrence young is um The director. Of the director of the first James Bond film, Dr. No, and it's produced by um, Albert R. Broccoli and Harry Saltzman Uh, have the rights to several of Ian Fleming's novels that were very popular in the 50s. And now they're starting a film series. Um, And the first Uh one is is Dr. No with Sean Connery. Yeah.
1: Exactly, and so I mean, and so that was my sort of meeting, and it sort of, it kind of. Now, as also, I started modeling, and I had a model agent, and I started really doing, you know, proper modeling and doing house modeling, and it was. I started to really do stuff. Yeah. And then, at that point, I started to do. Uh, classes and go in and I started to get some, I could do stuff on television, little tiny things and, mm-hmm. and literally f- listen to what he had to say. And I did. So I think it was like two years later, I think it was 60, yeah, two years later, sure enough, how fabulous, he calls me in.
2: Uh-huh. And
1: by this time, I had met him. Socially, because my best friend, Christopher Blackwell, um, whose mother had had an affair with Ian Fleming, I think. Which ah. was a whole sort of history. Anyway, and he had been on Dr. No, he'd worked with with, with Terence Young, mm-hmm, the director, mm-hmm. and they and Chris Blackwell. It was the um, was Island Records who brought um, Bob Marley and the Whalers to the world.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: And so he actually, I mean, he was very, he became very good friends with, um, with Terence, and so introduced me again to Terence, and we were just, we became great friends, oh, we became really great friends. And so by the time, the, uh, you know, Russia with Love came up, he kept his word and said, you're going to be my gypsy girl.
2: And there you were. You're
1: gonna be one of my gypsy girls. That was it. And I, yeah.
2: So it's yeah. pretty fascinating. I mean, you're in the Bond film orbit from the beginning, which is mm-hmm. really then that little aspect I didn't know, because I, yes. I you know, I know that you went to, to work on From Russia with Love and got to travel to exotic locations like Pinewood Studios.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I, should have been, I was supposed to be in Turkey, and then they canceled it. Yeah, you know, at the last minute, I was so upset.
2: Right, I thought, ooh,
1: where are we going? Because this is what, here's what I have to say, a little, little aside, a lot of times when actresses, actors or actresses, were about to be, you know, there was a film that came up. The first, one of the first questions wasn't about the script, was where are we going? Right. <laughs> what country are we going
2: to? Why not? God, the, anyway. the perks of that, and... Um... So the Bond Phenomenon is launched and by the time of From Russia With Love and did you have a sense of that now or did that really get nailed when they made golden No,
1: not really. No, the, uh, when I got it, because two years later, I mean, um, I think it was two years later, yeah. Two years later, you know, when um, Thunderbolt came up and they needed a, an island girl.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah. You know, there was no way, because basically, Cubby and Harry, particularly Harry, did not, literally, the, the whole deal was, you couldn't be in a Bond film twice. Yeah. You couldn't be a Bond girl twice. And um, Unless, unless
2: you to, were one of the supporting cast.
1: Exactly. Yeah. And Terrence just said, don't no, be ridiculous, she's a, you know, she's a island girl, you have to use her, you have to. <laughs> and so he fought for me, and won. And that... Is actually the zenith
2: of Bond was Thunderball. Oh, by then I think Goldfinger had put Bond um, yeah, all yeah. over the world. Uh, exactly. They, they, the United States, the the, the uh, financiers, the studios put more money into it, and um, uh-huh. so Thunderball is the biggest of the Bonds, and. Um, there you are. It was are.
1: unbelievable. It was
2: unbelievable.
1: I mean, it was like two months in Nassau, and every magazine, every TV, everything, they all came down, came into the country. It was just massive. Massive. I mean, I was on Look and Life, and there was just this was incredible. It was yeah. incredible.
2: Everybody asks you, you know, obviously, this is Connery's 10 years bond, and everything. Mm. Thing, you know, people generally, when things are new and exciting, things are going to go on forever and ever, and it becomes inconceivable that anybody other than Connery is going to play Bond. Uh-huh. But, um, and and everybody asks you all the time, what was it like to work with, with Connery, and what was he like? But um, <coughs> working outside in, do you have any memories of Kevin McClory on Thunderbolt? Of
1: i remember kevin i love kevin i love his he, he and his wife because this this the camp was the camp was because there was friction with kevin yeah because kevin really owned them. there was friction between uh cubby and harry and kevin
2: yeah
1: the camp was divided in a way because it was terence kevin terence and his wife um his wife mm-hmm. and you know Sean and, and Claudine and all of us we were the ones who would kind of go off and do, have dinners mm-hmm. together mm-hmm. because Terence was an incredible he just loved having his, his people around yeah. I mean children as he called us along children when we were misbehaving on the set he'd say children stop that stop that you know so it we had this sort of separate unfortunately because i really i loved cubby i the, the, harry was a little difficult but cubby was just lovely and cubby and his wife dana and i think uh barbara was a little tiny girl i think i can't remember
2: by yeah by thunderball i think um Barbara yeah. Broccoli is on Yes,
1: yeah, so, so we didn't, we didn't, unfortunately, we didn't, I, I adored them, but I mean, at the same time, I really, I had to be with this, this gang, you know, well, Terrence, makes, Terrence's gang.
2: It makes sense to me. Everything I've read or heard about Terrence Young as a director, and um, Terrence Young is responsible for shaping those early Bond films, which are the templates. I mean, yeah. Guy, Guy Hamilton directed um, Goldfinger in the, the third one. But, you know, Young is the one who's collaborated with the team that Broccoli and Saltzman have put together. Connery exactly. is uh, a professional and taking his responsibility as being part of that team. And I can see why, because Kevin McClory, and, and for listeners who don't really know... Uh, the short story is that uh, Broccoli and Saltzman have the rights to a number of Fleming books. And there's a series of synopsises and outlines uh, that becomes a novel called Thunderball that Fleming collaborated with, uh, among other people, um, Kevin McClory, a producer. The idea was to yeah. produce them as television. Um, but then Broccoli and Saltzman got the rights to them. Well, the short form is is that Kevin McClory was attached and was he very much, because of the the Bahama shoot and all that, was he very much a hands-on producer getting things done? Um,
1: well, he was right in there. Yeah. He was there yeah. oh, the whole time. You know, I mean, I have no idea what their actual relationship was. Hmm. I mean,
2: what I didn't division, see it. Yeah, what the division But it was work.
1: divided. It was, it was, you know. And
2: that's understandable, because then, yeah. you know, it's a horrible life after that. It's uh, uh, decades of... Litigation and lawsuits where yeah, he's trying to exactly. wrangle his rights, and then he eventually remade Thunderball as Never Said Never Again with Connery. Yeah, 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 yeah. But um, but your experiences, uh, you know, um, just fabulous. And now you're now you're a Bond girl who has a character name um, and is on the good guys' side, working with with Double O Seven. So um, yeah, yeah. Did that change things for you? Did that um, open up doors yeah. to auditions? it was films?
1: lovely because every—I mean, I didn't have to. I didn't have to audition for anything after that mm-hmm. for a while for mm-hmm. several years. You know, I mean, right after that, it was. Um, what was the first thing? Oh, one million years B C. Didn't have to they just you know, sign me up. Then I did uh an Italian one, sign me up. I mean, it was lovely. I just I no didn't have to read, didn't have to go in and meet anyone. They just kind of said, Oh yes, we love her
2: Yeah
1: you know. <laughs> Oh, if only it went on like that.
2: <laughs> well yeah. <clears throat> this year, you touched on One Million Years B.C. This year, 2020, is the uh, Harryhausen yeah. 100th, the, yeah. the centenary. And uh, One Million Years B.C., is um, you worked with Ray Harryhausen. And oh. uh, so you, you've, you're now in this group of films and that group of fandom who love stop-motion animation and the fantasy films of, of, of Ray Harryhausen. Um, are you, you going to be doing anything uh, later this year when they do the big exhibit in Scotland? or?
1: I think so. I'm not sure because I'm not sure exactly what's happened yet. Yeah. I mean, because this is, it's not until I think June or something June, later on
2: this year. June, yeah.
1: yeah. So I, I haven't heard anything yet, but I mean, I've, you know, uh, we'll see because I'm, I, I adore um, his daughter, I mean I loved I have to tell you, I absolutely adored Ray yeah. I mean adored him I mean I wanted, I mean I've said this many times, there was such a, he had such a twinkle and he was so clever and I just felt like this, that I felt like this little fan, I was a fan I mean and I basically what I wanted to do was just sit at his feet just tell me stories, <laughs> just tell me stories, yeah. I mean I Adored him absolutely, and his wife was so sweet. I mean, the whole family actually—I <clears throat> absolutely adored them. But Ray, oh, so special, such a special man.
2: Absolutely, really. absolutely. And his daughter, yeah. you mentioned. Did you meet him? Did you meet him? Have you met I, him? I met him one time. Well, I met him actually two or three times. But the, the there was um, a very casual, very strange moment where we actually had. Only a only a 20-minute conversation, which I treasure. It was very strange. Mm. By the way, that mm. you mentioned his daughter, Vanessa, and I've become very lucky to have become friendly with her in the last uh, couple of years, and I love Vanessa. Uh, mm.
1: love um, her, yes, exactly.
2: I was Sorry. at a convention, and uh, Ray was one of the big main guests. Mm. And uh, my girlfriend and I at the time, we stayed a little late at the bar, <clears throat> so we decided that Um, we would stay at the hotel where the convention was being held. And uh, I didn't know Ray, I never got to to know him really, but that night I went up and the key to the room didn't work. So I left my girlfriend in the hallway and I went back down to the lobby to um, get a new key. So I got that straightened down. As I went back to the elevators, there suddenly was a fire alarm and I'm standing in the lobby, and I'm facing the bank of elevators. Uh, and like The Shining, the elevator doors open, and in front of me, my, imagine my camera is just a flat American horizontal shot right on the elevators. And the elevator doors open, and the first group of people to come out, right in the front, is Ray Harryhausen. Wow. And he's in his bathrobe and pajamas. Oh, no! <laughs> and we catch eyes, and he comes to me. I'm standing 15 feet away, because you're not supposed to take elevators in, in fires. Yes, yes. And yeah. uh, yet, yet here people start coming down. And um, so we, he chats with me. And uh, we end up sitting on a little sofa thing waiting for other people to come down. And I believe his wife was there on that trip. And in the time it took the, uh, uh, the uh, hotel to empty out, about 20 minutes. It was a long, long time. We just chatted and we didn't, I was a fan. Um, I love animation. I'm one mm-hmm. of those actors that, animators are actors. They used yes. the same toolbox, you know. Yes. yes. But you know what, Martine? We never talked about his films. We didn't talk about anything. He asked me about me. Uh, I asked him about how the... We talked about everything under the sun, and then when our respective parties came down, we went out to the street, and we just as quickly by then went back in. It was some fa- somebody pulled a false alarm. Um oh, God! There were American proms going on. There were a bunch of younger people in the thing. Yes. <laughs> and we had this wonderful chat, but it wasn't about, um, you know, how long did it take you to animate the octopus in the Thing movie? <laughs> and the, I didn't have any any kind of fanboy questions like that. We just talked like regular people, and those, those the the honey tone that he had that. Katie's oh. in his voice. He wasn't worried. We weren't worried about the fire either. It was just a weird, magical moment. Maybe it was the residue of the alcohol I had, but I don't. I don't think so. No, no, use. no, no, because that, <laughs>
1: because what you're talking about, that was who Ray was. Yeah, he was magical. He was magical. He actually, he was. He was able to be to be with. In that space, wherever he was, yes. whenever, with whoever. And I love that you had that because it was that special.
2: It's That's that special. It's that quality. It's great. And, uh, yeah. you know, as I've gotten to know Vanessa and the, the all of the events, the big exhibit uh, for the uh, 100th year, uh, the centennial of Ray, um, uh. you know, she's, she's wonderful. This is a little bit all out of her wheelhouse public speaking and the things that she's been yes, doing I know. but I know. I, I know that she's enjoying it and she loves her father so much and
1: yes um, exactly
2: you know if younger people if we can turn the kids on to Ray's films I think that's great so and everybody asks you all the same questions you know about working on Ray's film <clears throat> you know what was it like to work with nothing there what was it like to work with Raquel Welch but what's it like, I'm curious, as a, as a woman, you're on set in a fur bikini for three weeks. What is that like? What is that? What does your brain do? Three weeks is more like two months, darling. I'm so, but you know what I mean. I, I, I'm yeah, just, yeah. I'm just babbling yeah. to make a point. What but is it like? If, if what that's it like? your, yeah, do you, do you just forget about it after? See, I'm very bodily self-conscious and you're absolutely gorgeous. And if I was going to cast a cave woman, I would cast you, then. <laughs> and then. Um, and but but what's it like? We can, I mean, do you just go to lunch with everybody, and it's you forget about all of this, or do the costumes keep nipping and tucking because they're falling apart and need to stay in certain places? What is it like to wear that thing for well, two
1: of months? Course, I tell you what. What is what is? I mean, you don't really. I mean, first of all, <coughs> you have to understand that we had. Again, divided camps. Really? <coughs> because Raquel's lot
0: are uh... all these,
1: like, pretty little blonde things and she wore makeup, and they you know, it was a whole different thing. And then the other side was my lot, which right. were we were like we were like the dirty pig people. <laughs> we were
2: filthy. We were just you were dark filthy and smoking. People. You were not filthy. It, we you were, we were and... filthy. Yes, I mean, were.
1: basically, because we were because because they were so much more. What's the word? They had evolved, and we hadn't.
2: <laughs> that's, that's rather strangely. I don't want to go to the places my brain is taking me. That's rather Aryan. That's a <laughs> no, but it—but bit...
1: it, it was. It was because there was
2: like. The but that's blonde... the whole. That's the whole tension in the film is the two tribes. Yeah.
1: Exactly, and you know, so the blonde tribe, you know, knew how to eat with, with, with things meanwhile (laughs) meanwhile with the big people over here and actually that was it was hilarious because there were some hilarious moments and one i there's one that comes immediately to mind was that where they had to go and you know they had to go and find food and they kind of killed a boar and they brought it in and cooked it in an open fire in the cave Mm. and the men went first and then the women went in, and what they did was they actually cooked a proper pig
0: oh.
1: on a stick, on a fire, and the guys would go in and, you know, rip food off it, rip pieces of it, yeah. and the women go in and do it and rip, and I mean, it turned into, I mean, complete and Utter madness.
2: Carnage. Carnage.
1: I mean, carnage. And basically, and literally, I mean, you didn't have to pretend that you were sort of pig people. You know, you know. Uh, yeah. Sort of mad people. We were. We were. Because if we didn't go in there and grab a piece of meat, we weren't going to get any.
2: <laughs> this reminds me of you know like um, the theater exercises for a college play where. You're trying to get the actors it's a little methody in a weird way. But it's huh. wonderful. That's wonderful. We're I gonna know, do perhaps. I wanna do a um podcast soon for Ray's Centennial. And uh, um, and so we should we should um we should uh, record again in a month or two. That way we have something yeah, in June. That'd be cool. get that'd Caroline be cool, in done. and on it and a couple of other people. Yeah. Around the, around the
1: table situation. <clears throat> that, yeah, would, yeah. that
2: would be glorious. So at yeah, what yeah. point does the Hammer Films door open to you? Um, because the that's other that's when thing...
1: it opens. That's when it opens. Yeah, it's one million years BC.
2: Yeah, of course.
1: And then right and then right after that, and of course now I meet. Um, you know, having come gotten on to this. The, I joined them. They were there ahead of me. And I joined them like a week later in the Canary Islands. By the way, where we went in the Canary Islands was um, Lanzarote is where we shot. And at the point it was like one hotel. I mean, it is not what it is today. Mm. This is unbelievable. And it was actually really quite beautiful. I actually really loved it because the, the it, it's very it, the volcanic, you know, it was like a volcanic, it looked beautiful. Yeah. And, and I was really excited about being because I, I loved being on on location. Oh, I mean, absolutely. that was as I said, you know, yeah. basically, we all go, Oh, where are we going? <laughs> Before the script? Where are we going?
0: Mm-hmm, what mm-hmm.
1: country are we going to? How long? <laughs> and it was just, it was just incredible. And then I met, immediately met um, Michael Carreras, who was, you know, the son of James Carreras. They owned Hammer. Yeah. And he and I became best, best friends. Uh-huh. To the point that within days of arriving, he said, we had dinner because I was with John, I suddenly meet John Richardson and that happened. And then all of us are sitting at dinner with his wife, Joe, who I absolutely adore. And we're all sitting at dinner. This is within a couple of days. And he turns to me, he says, now, I want you to be my queen. And I went, what? <laughs> he said, yes, I want you to be my queen. I'm going to do this film. And he said, and so, you know, I'd like, I said, so I turned to him and I said, and this is, we immediately had a rapport. Mm-hmm. Michael and I, and I turned to him. And I said, "Okay." I said, "I would love to be your queen, but guess what? I want I want really nice, uh, new, new bikinis. Yes, new fur <laughs> bikinis, and I want to wear makeup." And he said, "Done."
2: <laughs> you should have you should have raised the ante. You should have bargained for more. But that's a, that's a good upgrade. No, that was that that's was a good pretty upgrade. good. Yes. that
1: was pretty good. It yeah, was. yeah. And I mean, and and that is, that was uh, my second one. And that was, and I had such, oh my God, I had so much fun. And he directed it, Michael Carreras directed it, and we just, we had a damn good laugh on it.
0: That's right.
1: He, I forget goodness.
2: that uh, the ones that oh. he directed. Yeah, that's right.
1: Oh. That was it. I don't know if you directed others, but that was the one. Mm-hmm. It was hilarious, absolutely hilarious. And and my co-star, Edina Ronay, mm. um, we hadn't seen each other in many many years, but we are. She's a sister. I love her. Mm-hmm. I see her. She's she lives like fifteen minutes away from me, and we see each other all the time. I just absolutely adore her. And we laugh about the whole, you know, the situation. <laughs> <That's>
0: wonderful. <laughs> And
2: um, you and I have uh, played Hyde, but very, very differently.
1: Very different, yeah. yeah you
2: were sister Hyde. You you have mm-hmm. a wonderful. By the way, you have this beautiful. When you talk about show family, when you talk about other actors, you you refer to w- women as your as sisters. And I and oh I really, yeah. And and. Um, I'm very lucky. I feel very, very uh, honored to be included in your show family currently Uh that that includes Caroline Monroe. um, I I, I just think that that's really, really wonderful. And I think people can understand it when you... It's a combination. It's not just the cliché of, of being in an intense situation like a film can be and you bond with people it's beyond that it's it's an immediate uh, way that you strike uh, or a person strikes you and it's immediate oh, yes. and it's like a flash fire and um, and uh, we've kind of I've, I got collected on with you folks as things as time went on, over the last twenty oh, years, yes, and I, I just—I I love the way that you you refer to your your colleagues and your friends. I think that's beautiful.
1: Well, but, thank uh, you, because I mean, actually, I do not. I mean, I have to say one one of the just a, a, a sort of an aside. When I came back, I was living in Los Angeles for many many years, and I came back to London twenty odd years ago. Twenty-one years ago, actually, and I came back, and my mom said, "Well, what are you going to do?" I said, "Well, darling, I'm going hunting." She said, "What does that mean?" I said, "I'm going hunting for my new my new families." I said, "I have a couple, but I need to kind of you know because I've left all my families behind." Yeah. And she looked at me and she said, she went, "But too many friends are too confusing." (laughs) And I I started laughing. I said, "Mom, that is." Has not absolutely not. I there are never too many friends, and furthermore, <laughs> I love my friends, yeah. I absolutely adore my friends. And in fact, basically, I can say I'm actually in love with my friends, I really am. I adore them, Wonderful. and they are very, very, very special to me. I mean, I have friends that I've known for 50 60 years.
2: Yeah, That's, yeah,
1: yeah, you know.
2: We, talk, we talked. about. We talked about that very specific thing at dinner once. I remember.
1: Yeah, A wonderful yeah,
2: conversation yeah. about that. Um, yeah, I'm. I'm. I love you, Martine. I'm. I'm so glad that we're friends. Um, oh,
1: absolutely. I love you too, darling. Well, you know I do. <laughs> I, mean, you know, I mean, didn't we... It, what, what was it that we'd come up with? Just, because we always come up with sort of like, well, I'm the husband, there's the husband, and then I've got a Jew. So, 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 it ch- it's people.
2: changed <laughs> a couple of times because um, uh, the actor Ken Foree comes into orbit occasionally and mixes things up. Uh, I should explain, by the way, to um, the casual listener um, that... Um, when Martine refers to a particular gentleman as her husband, lately it is <laughs> it's referring to a young filmmaker, and you know what at our age we're going to call Joshua Kennedy a young filmmaker forever, <clears throat> but a young yes, filmmaker exactly. uh, named Joshua Kennedy who has made about a million films and i only <laughs> I only slightly exaggerate and there they tend to be a, a mix of homage films of of, of fantasy films or parodies of science fiction and his favorite film on the planet is uh, The Gorgon which is a hammer horror and he crushed on you, Martine so badly that if there was the slightest change in temperature I would call the uh, there'd be a stalker situation but we kind of meet Josh at the same time to cut, to cut to the chase, Martine ends up in a film called uh, House of the Gorgon that, that uh, Josh made with, with Martine, Caroline Monroe, Veronica Carlson, Christopher neim uh, bringing these Hammer Stars together in a, in a little wonderful film that they made of all places in Texas, a little period film. But we meet, you and I meet Josh at about the same time because I remember that Tammy Hamalian, uh, very, my my best friend who's uh, 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 Caroline Monroe's daughter. Um, Oh, you know, because we would plot out what we would do at a convention, you know, and always made sure that everybody had dinner on time and just had a good time if we could. And um, because, as you you know, you 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 have constant um, people coming up to your table to talk to you and it's exhausting and it's all of this. But here's this young guy, a film student, His trademark, by the way, from out of the gate is this enormous black top hat. And Tammy says to me, oh, well, uh, he really wants to do this little video with Martine, and so this is going to happen, and then we can all go to dinner. And I said, well, who is this? What is this about? And you're going to take over the story because isn't that the first video you did with him where he serenaded you? Yes. Uh, sung you lip synced a love song, made a hilarious video. Exactly. And that's the first I, time you met
0: him, too, yeah?
1: Yeah, and the thing about it was that, I mean, you know, I mean, because, let's face it, I mean, because there are so many fans all the time who need and who want, who need a want, so and said to me, she said, you know, there's this young man, and he's really a huge fan, and he really wants to do this thing. And I went, and this is, this is sort of my, oh, what? You know, <laughs> moan, moan. I started moaning. And he, she said, no, no, really. He's really, she said, I think you really like him. And he's just, she said, I think he's special. And I said, oh, all right. <laughs> you know, I did one of my moaning, all right. And of course, the minute I met him, that was it. That was it. We were
2: that we it, the, the the relationship was sealed. Yeah, yeah. He's um. There's a the John Wayne in True Grit at one point looks at Kim Darby's character, Maddie, and says, "By God, she reminds me of me." And uh, <laughs> the the Josh reminds me of me on steroids at that age because he was a teenager, and yes, he's voracious he was and nineteen. He, yeah, and uh, so we made several of these videos, Tammy and I aided and abetted it one at Chiller or something, I don't know what show Yes, it was.
1: and in fact it started
2: including Tammy, That's... and my, <laughs> my favorite one was including Tammy and
1: Caroline dressed up in 50s, you know,
2: wigs. With the wigs I, I and the, mean, It was his... the Barry White song, I think, or something. <laughs> oh,
1: my God. It was absolutely hysterical. Absolutely hysterical. And
2: all of this leads to... Um, and I think that uh, Caroline is blamed uh, or credited with the idea of, well, you know, we could make a film. And I and I dare say that Josh had those wheels turning from the oh, beginning. Oh, yeah, really.
1: I mean, those wheels were turning. Honey, they were not turning. They were like... Ooh, ooh, ooh. Blistering.
2: <laughs> now he's got it so and you made house of the gorgon and the, the gorgon and that came out last year but there's another one coming up. So that's coming up for you is uh having some fun with the family and uh it's a lovecraftian yes. thing that he's working on now. Yeah. Yeah. And I yeah. say working on now since October, I mean in the last few months he's finished up three or four other films. <laughs> He's
1: no, tireless.
2: He's, he's relentless.
1: <laughs> he's relentless. Relentless. Not only that, but he's also, not only has he got three films going right now that he's finishing up, but he's also about to put together this sort of musical, the Young Frankenstein musical.
2: Oh, yeah. he did. He's, um,
1: Last year, he did My Fair Lady, and to the, great acclaim.
2: Let me, and let now me, he's going
1: to do this. I, I mean, I, 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 I'm like, I'm speechless.
2: <laughs> he, um... The, uh, the, the, the My Fair Lady, by the way, is a play that he did. Uh, so yes, Josh is yes. still doing theater work. Um, yes. And uh, uh, the last time we had dinner uh, uh, a few months ago, and um, All right. he's um, outlining things, and, and he said, well, when to me, he said, when, am I go- when are you going to make a film again, Mark? And I'm ready, and I'm toying with a couple of things, but his tirelessness... It's I, it's um he he makes makes films the way I get up in the morning and <laughs> And have a cup of coffee and have no. a cup of coffee. <laughs> it's I, I I you know, he's he's quite remarkable and they're wonderful the love just floats through them. They really are wonderful Absolutely homages incredible. of incredible. So. Absolutely incredible. I mean I just when he
1: told me I said, You you doing what? Because we we, we we actually have to, uh, we FaceTime at least a couple of times a week, of course. We have to catch up.
2: And so, <laughs> casual listener, thus referring to Joshua Kennedy as my husband, as Martine does. There
1: you go, yes. There, and in fact, a... how hilarious, because what at, at the um, the last show in where we had the premiere of Gorgon, in Mars, Pittsburgh.
2: Oh, right. Um, the right, the, um, the uh, Monster Bash yeah, show. Yeah.
1: Exactly, Monster Bash. What was hilarious was like there was, you know, standing, I mean, literally standing, standing only um, situation where I was, you know, I was doing a, an interview and somebody from the audience called out and said, I'm um, um, Mrs. Kennedy. <laughs> 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 and I turned and I said, yes. <laughs> absolutely hilarious! So now it. I'm known as Mrs. Kennedy, I which it. is so funny. I mean, <laughs> we're, but we're having such fun with it all. You know, oh, that's,
0: you, yeah,
2: absolutely! It's about
1: fun. I mean, for me, I mean, many several years ago, I did a piece. Um, the, the 007 magazine did an entire magazine on me, yeah. and. Basically, it was called It's All About the Fun. And that's really what my life is about. It's all about the fun. You know? And I mean, why not? I mean, even when things are kind of sliding down, I mean, you know, boredom hits, and I'm never bored. That's a good
2: thing. I'm never bored. That's that's why I love being around you. It's always. Yeah,
1: really. Why? I mean, it's just, I can't be bored. I'm always silly. I don't have time for that.
2: You know, I, I was curious. I don't know if I've ever even asked you this privately, but it jumped into my mind. Um, it's an overly simplistic question. Why did you retire? Now, I'm going to guess that it's a combination of things. It's a combination of the business changes. Mm-hmm. And every decade there are massive changes that, that uh, the yep. tail wags the dog, and sometimes the dog wags the tail. But you're doing a lot of television and and, but now you remind me, just chatting, that it's the la- maybe, what, am I right? Is it the lack of fun? Was it becoming it was. a grind? You know
1: what? I lost my passion. Yeah. And in order for me, I mean, the thing about working as an actress is that you've got to have, the passion's got to be forefront. And one of the things that I had when I was living in Los Angeles, because that's where I did most of the work, after the films yeah. um, I did a lot of television and I did a lot of classes and I loved go- doing the classes I mean that's it's sort of like what you do yeah. it, if you're in LA and so I mean after a while all of a sudden it started to change and instead of being the special guest star on all of these these TV things or the guest star I started becoming starring and you know all of a sudden I thought, no, 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 instead of, instead of being the special guest star, mm-hmm. I suddenly was sort of like in the background. I thought, no, 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 this is yeah. not going to work for me. Yeah. This is not going to work. And then, you know, suddenly it's like, you know, two scenes. No. So I literally turned and I said, no, you know what, don't waste your time. I said this to my agent, I said, don't waste your time because this is waste my time. So forget it. That's it and done.
2: and the river of life takes us on and um
1: yeah exactly and i you know i mean the thing is yes it would have been lovely to go on but really i just saw it at that point where the passion had been it basically died the
2: passion and, had died and and then to carry on i think that's to oversimplify again i oh. think that's why people in our business they turn to other things and mm-hmm. then your life can be really screwed up and uh that's yeah. one of the things to keep that balance, that saneness in the arts, because we're all crazy, whether we're yes. in show business or not. <laughs> exactly. So why make it worse? Why, why make it worse? Yes, and I'm glad that exactly. I'm glad that Caroline twisted your arm to to um, the first time you and I worked together when you when you voiced uh, Badra in Sinbad and the Pirate Princess. Uh, I'm glad oh, that thanks. she and you jumped in. Um, watching the two of you together your friendship um it was clear to me uh working with caroline with you there that she was bolstered by your presence um and uh, it was wonderful and i'm and i'm i'm so excited that she said yeah, Oh, we I'll, were I'll get so excited
1: to do I'm sorry, darling. We were so excited <clears throat> to be doing this. <clears throat> we loved doing Sinbad. It was I mean, it was like what, five days or a week of absolutely I love and not only that, you had a really terrific cast. Oh, thanks. So yeah. how could we not how could <laughs> we not have a good time? We walked in that room and sat around that round table and started to talk you know, you know, do our little our little rehearsal and we just it was
2: like heaven it was well thank you. Fun. let's do some it more was... if i can if i can steal you yes. away from, if i can steal you away from joshua kennedy let's do some more <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh i think i can i can do both darling
2: yes.
1: <laughs> i have a one, i have a big heart
2: darling <laughs> and oh my god and, and martine i just love your voice there's a there's a um there's a quality that badra has i mean um it's so it's so oily and Cruella de Vil. It's wonderful. I'll, I'm gonna make I'm gonna write some good new baddies for you. How's that?
1: Oh, that'd be lovely, darling. Lovely, I'd love it. <laughs> I love it. I would love to work. You see, and that's the other thing too. I'm not interested in going out there and finding work. The only people I'm interested in working with, my husband,
2: Joshua <laughs> Kennedy and you my darling that's we have, we have it to come i'm not up with...
1: interested in anybody else i don't know Forget what
2: it. my handle is anymore i think we've forgotten <laughs> i don't know I don't every know. martin yeah, gives Martine, to the casual listener Martine gives nicknames easily to people and they <laughs> fit like gloves they're wonderful
1: <laughs> no i think it was what was it i mean but i remember being in where were we and i that we started saying well i'm the sort of Am I the am I the mistress? Oh, I of, yes. I was. I thought I was the mistress, actually.
2: Right. <laughs> yes, I was. The, I was your mistress, and you know, I mean,
1: of course, naturally. Now I have a husband.
2: Well, I mean, now, yeah, is really, so I don't this want, is really now rude. <laughs> I don't want this kid Kennedy listening to this podcast. Man, this is going to get me into trouble. <laughs> oh, dear. Listen, so darling, dear. I'm going to love you and leave you, but not for long, because I oh. do. I, I do want to work with you again soon this year. Oh,
1: you know I can hardly wait, my darling. And how fun. We've had the best time, darling.
2: Thank you. That's
1: really lovely. That's made me day, darling. Made me day and night. (laughs) I have to go and have another glass of wine now to celebrate.
2: Wonderful. Well, cheers. Big hugs.
1: Cheers. You too, darling. Lots and lots of love. Take care.
0: Thank you so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed the chat with Martine Beswick. And I hope that you subscribe to the Redfield Arts Audio Podcasts. We have lots of great shows coming up. We have more interviews with actors, writers, composers, musicians. We have more audio drama coming your way for free. And um, we have a new feature coming called An Actor's Notebook, a series of essays that I'll be doing. And um, I may not be able to teach anybody anything about acting, but uh, I might relearn some things by sharing information and experiences and adventures with you. For the whole team at Redfield Arts Audio, take care of yourselves, be well. Thank you for listening. Thank you for listening to the Redfield Arts Audio podcast. Don't forget to subscribe and never miss a show. The original content of this program is copyright The Mark Redfield Company. All other content used for informational purposes only. For more great audio, visit redfieldartsaudio.com.